Hello and welcome to Rusty Junk. Look at us for those for those um, well for those who are watching on YouTube. The band's back. We're all, we're all back, back together. Woo-hoo. Yeah, say hi, everyone. Hello. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> That's what we want. That's it's uh, it's been great, but it's so good to see everyone. Um, and I just hope the film that we picked does it justice. But we will we will get there. Um, before the f- before we get there, I just okay. want to say thank you for standing in for me uh joe uh for <laughs> the film last time because i was poorly and i probably couldn't have spoken i sounded a bit like a dalek if anybody knows doctor who oh yeah well no we definitely missed you and uh you know it was always my pleasure oh thank you well and, and thank you for standing in absolutely but anyway yes we're back and we'll get to the choice of film we'll get to why we why we chose the film and the um the reason why I'm being feeling pains in my back is because I think you've been sticking pins in a voodoo doll, or at least two of you have. Um, but we are looking at the the film that we chose um, was the 1986 sequel to the very popular Karate Kid, um, which we'll also we'll get into, um, starring Ralph Macchio, Pat Morita, Martin Cove, Yuji Okamoto, others. Anyway, here's the trailer. Here's the trailer. He is quicker. Rule number one. Karate for defense only. He is wiser. Rule number two. Fast and rule number one. He is stronger. Miyagi taught him well. Secret of Miyagi family karate. I don't get it. Practice, you will. Can you break a log like that? Don't know. Never been attacked by tree. Miyagi discovered the man within the boy. Never put passion before principle. Even if winning, you lose. Now Daniel must discover the man within himself. In Okinawa, Anna, very serious. Your sensei teach you how to fight with spear? No more tournaments. No more cheering crowds. This time, the combat is real. Karate Kid, part two. So, does somebody want to tell the? Does somebody want to tell the story of how we selected this film? Does somebody All want right. to say how we democratically picked this film? And it was democratic in the end. Okay, so we had a WhatsApp group. And suggestions were put forward, and it was whittled down to two. Uh, so it was this film, or what was it, Star Trek Two? No, Indiana Jones, The Temple oh, of Doom. Indiana Jones, yes, Temple of Doom, which I think is an all right movie. Um, so yeah, it, it went to, to uh, coin flipping, but it wasn't enough that Charles flipped a coin on his own that we couldn't actually see on the video. Hey, hey. And then randomly he showed like a, a 50 pence piece saying it was uh, uh, whatever the result was to actually choose Karate Kid. So even I thought, mm, looks a bit sus this. So I thought we needed an independent, fair, adjudicated, watched kind of... Question of my integrity. Coin toss, basically. 
Go. So we had to uh, get our daughter involved. No, we had well. to film it. And then we had to get the daughter to choose between two pictures <laughs> before we decided who was going to be assigned heads. I mean, good Lord. I mean, if only the American elections were, were conducted in uh, in such a way. Do you know what? I think I might as well be coin toss the, these days. You know, just go for it. You might get a representative. I mean, you get an average of statistically 50-50. Um, I think decisions in our government are probably done on a coin, aren't they, at the moment? Oh, we wish they were. <laughs> Just done by breezes on the wind. But anyway. What, what I don't get, what I don't get is what we had a choice of two films. One yes. of which, Charlie, you declared that you couldn't stand and wouldn't watch. So, you know, that, well, that's what introduced the doubt into the integrity of the process, I think. Um, but but yeah. I would always conduct a fair. You know, I've lost in the past. Um, yeah, I know, but you should have given us the choice of heads or tails. The person that's flipping the coin doesn't say, I'm heads. Amy chose it. Yeah, no, this would no, no. The first time, oh yeah, so that's car. why I said it wasn't a fair flip. So, and then the coin, like he flips it, he drops it, and then he's like, "Oh, there's the coin. It, it's on its heads." You know, it's like that could have been a different coin. I'll tell you what, my my legal team would be in touch with with you. Uh, I still uh, think this we... slurs against my good well, name here. That's why I need, That's why I said, even though I did want to do Karate Kid too, I just said no. We've got to do something that's fair. So hence the uh, the involvement back at home in our kitchen with with the daughter oh, and the coin. It's, and... it's quite fun though, to be fair, in it its own way. Yeah. Created a little bit of tension. Can I just get the elephant in the room out of the way? Uh, I feel vindicated watching this film. By the way, that even Mr Miyagi refers to it as karate. He doesn't. He does though. He, he does, does though. Not. He does though. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> well, he calls it karate. It he calls it karate. And what do you call it? I call it karate. So you're you so karate. you're wrong. So you're wrong. We're both wrong. He calls it karate. <laughs> he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't. There's a couple of times he went there's... karate. Karate. Mm. Karate is very important. And you're like, oh cool. Thanks, Mr. Miyagi. Thumbs up from uh, Pat Marita, thanks, mate. It's all about inflection on the different part of the word. Well, I will be using. They will be. Everyone else will be using the posh version, and I'll be. I'll be saying the correct version. You're not saying the correct version, according to the lead character. But so. we're not. We, we are going to have to return to his pronunciation of various words, and whether his kind of pigeon English that he adopts throughout this film is uh, stands the <laughs> test of time. So I, w- I wouldn't be using him as your benchmark of authenticity, to be honest. Charlie. That's true, and yeah, we need to discuss the whole speaking English in Japan for the 100 percent of the time. Look, we got, we got. I know we've got a lot to discuss. So why don't we just get straight to it? I'm not, I'm not flipping a coin toss for who goes first in, in this. So I'm just going to pick. Um, Joe. Uh, Joe, yeah, so Joe I, then Dom. Joe then Dom. Then Amanda. And then me. There you go. So I was one of the people that wanted Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom, mm. but we ended up getting Karate Kid Part Two. And uh, the great bitter. thing, well, I mean, I will say the great thing about this movie is it's hilarious. Like this is something that should be on Mystery Science Theater three thousand because there's so many goofy things that go on in this movie. Uh, you know, I'll say like the first 10 minutes is is kind of fun to watch because it's a recap of the first movie. But once they get to Japan, it, it just goes south pretty quick. Um, it, it's still it's fun, you know, and it it's a kid's movie. Like if I was watching this through the eyes of a kid, I, I'd love it. Like if I was a teenager 
and uh, say I took a girl to the movies to go see this, I, I bet you we would both love it, you know, because it's made for them. It's I, I don't think it's really made for adults. And uh, that's why I wanted to see if Amy would have came on and what, she, what her thoughts would have been. Yeah, like I, I think it's more a teen movie than yeah. anything. Yeah. Uh, so Mark's out of 10? Joe? Uh, Mark's out of 10, uh, I would say a five. Okay. All right. Well, Dom, the Dom. Yeah, I agree with um, with some of what Joe says there, but um, I, I guess on the whole, I thought this was fairly thin, thin fair to be honest. It's a it's a karate film with barely any fighting in it. Um, so <laughs> I thought um, the, the, the bits that I liked, I, I liked Miyagi. I think he's a good, good character, and I like the kind of focus on on his story. Um, but I thought if you're a teenager coming to watch this film in, in back when it was released or now nowadays i think you'd find it odd it's like almost like a travel documentary in parts there's kind of no action and um if you really want a film that explores a surrogate father-son relationship do you really turn to karate kid 2 for for that so um i don't know <clears throat> I, i'm gonna be more harsh than joe because i think if any film which includes not one but two separate japanese tea ceremonies just isn't isn't fast enough paced for me so i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it a four out of ten <gasps> Wow. Oh wow. Gosh. Stunned. Yeah. Well, Amanda. Oh, well, I quite like the tea ceremonies. Thanks very much. You have to understand the intricacies of, uh, you know, um, the honour and the respect and the, the customs and traditions and stuff. Maybe, yeah, it probably doesn't fit in a tea movie, but I think y- you obviously saw that there was something bubbling between uh, Ralph and uh, the young Japanese girl. But obviously they weren't going to like, you know, snog the face off each other. It's not that kind of done thing, is it, in Japan? Um, lots of respect going on. So, you know, it was only a fitting way, uh, to, I think. Uh, I, I quite enjoyed that. I thought it was quite sweet. Uh, overall, yeah, I've not seen the film um, uh, before. Uh, I've watched Karate Kid um, the first one, and I thought that was all right. So I'm giving this a six because I thought it was entertaining. Yeah, there are some like really odd, some odd stuff going on. Basically, the, the use of panpipe music was one. Um, <laughs> the, um, the 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 lack of karate uh, going on was another, and um, the the whole kind of everyone spoke English and. Uh, this whole kind of rift between families thing I thought was a little bit overextended, but yeah, I, I quite enjoyed it. If I'd have been a teenager, I would have enjoyed it just as much, I think. Wow. Okay. Well, well, well to echo that point and to take your point as well, Joe, you're right. When I, when I saw this, um, I was 14 and did I think that in breaking the ice, the six, Six, not three, as everyone else is doing. Six, six panels of ice was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Yeah. Add in Peter Satira, Glory and Love. Actually, I think it's a great film because I'm a big Chicago fan. And then the bit at the end, I actually came out, went home and tried to make one of the drums. That's how into it I was. Oh, my right? God. And I just thought, I I love this. This is this is everything that I want from a sequel. This is This is everything. However... An apology. 
an apology to Harrison Ford and all the makers of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. I'm sorry I picked this because this does not weather well at all. It doesn't. It, it might be one of those things where you watch it and you go, oh, guys, it's really, really, really brilliant. It's really amazing. And then you put it on and then you're, you're watching it at the same time as the person that has never watched it. Uh, not, not that this happened in this case, but there's been times where I've gone, oh, this is really good. And then watch it. Willow, for example. Do you remember? Um, oh, for God's sake. Don't I'm ever sorry. Make me watch Willow again. I'm so sorry for making you watch Willow because I remembered it being amazing. And I oh. sat there embarrassed after about 45 <laughs> minutes going, oh, God, how, how long is this film again? It was you know, awful. It was, it, it was. It was absolutely dreadful. Uh, it's not. This film is not as bad as Willow. Um, however, it's four out of ten. I can't watch this again. Oh, four. I can't watch this. Look, it's got some, it's got some. There's so much wrong with it, which we'll get to. I mean, we we're all gonna bring different things to this, but the the, the acting in this and some of the writing is dreadful. And a teenager would let them get away with it. But we don't. We're just. I mean, don't, don't I'm going to skip, the plot. I'm <laughs> no, skip forward. Yuji Okamoto, the guy that played Chosen, rubbish, <laughs> and I mean, rubbish throughout the entire film. Really, I thought he was the best part. Oh, one of the best Lord. parts. He was a good bad guy. The guy oh, who played God. what? Chosen. Well, Chosen. We're going to be going in and using different names and the nephew. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Dreadful. Every time he did it, it's like he's reading off a card behind, pretty much because he might have been. But, <laughs> but no, every time he came on, I was like, "Can you get on, Kamiko?" She was, she was all right. The, the oh, love the interest that, for Daniel. The thing that I like, made me a bit annoyed was, um, uh, what's his name? I only watched it earlier. Sato. Yeah. Why did he have to talk like he was angry all the time? <laughs> it was it was Yogi. like a character out the Muppets. But it's like it, it's like when we went to Greece and we see see people like behind the bar talk to each other, and you think, oh, are they I really? Are they yeah. are they falling out? And then you ask them, and they go, no, 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 that's the way we talk to each other. But my God, they look like they're going to punch each other. But it's just it's just a thing. It's just a way, I suppose. But oh, before we get into right. Let's let's do roll call because it's gonna be really short because there's not a lot to discuss. Well, there is a little bit to discuss. There's a little there's bit, a, isn't there? There is. There's a nice happy surprise in this when I was conducting roll call, which I had to actually tell Mand about, and I had to rush in and I went. I don't normally do this, but I've just found out it's this guy. So there we go. Ready? Here we go. Who who hasn't who hasn't introduced roll call? I think everyone has everyone. Can we do it in pidgin English, or, or is that considered racially offensive? If we I, do I, don't, it? I don't, I don't, I don't. <laughs> there you go. That'll do. Roll call. Right. Well, <laughs> where, do, where, do we, where do we go from here? As uh, Nick Haywood would say. Um, start. Start I'll with ask, Ralph. Right. Oh. Okay. Ralph Machio. Machio. Yeah. Um, has he been in anything else other than Karate Kid? Oh, if only we had a segment on the show where where we discuss other things that he's been in. Uh, that's a really good idea. That's a brilliant idea. In fact, let's start now. Go on, uh, then. Okay. <laughs> Ralph Macchio. 
Anyone. No, no, do you know what? It's The list is so short. We might actually, like Family Fortunes, or as you say, Joe, Family Feud, we might actually get all of the all of the main films he's in. Not the chaff. There's loads of chaff, but let's go. Come on. Well, I clearly don't know, so. Well, you could say Kuretti Kid Park, you could one. You have one, yeah, two, and three. Yeah. He was in My Cousin Vinny. He was. That's all I can think of. Well, see, I remember him from a film where he starred against oh, I know. Devil um, and Steve Vai, and it was like the devil came down to... Oh, yeah, Crossroads. Crossroads, yeah. Crossroads is a good and, film. And, and The Outsiders, I, I just watched that recently. He was in that. Oh, I didn't pick that up. Oh, I should have done. That's a great film, but not obviously because of him, because it wasn't very memorable. And then a familiar pattern in this, he's also in Cobra Kai. Um. Yeah, but that's not a film. Apart from one. Yeah, but it's things he's been in. And that's kind of related to Karate Kid anyway. Well, that's it. That's it for Ralph Macchio. I wow. don't have anything else. Don't... So do you think his... his... No, I don't know. I thought Don might have something. Wait a minute. No, I mean, he did appear in bits and pieces, didn't he? But um, I think this film really typecast him, didn't it? Unfortunately. Yeah. A load of six sides, you know, famously playing a character much younger than his actual... Age and, and after that, yeah, he was pretty much typecast. Like yeah. Daniel Radcliffe, that's it. He, he, uh, Rad- he Radcliffe's probably got enough money to be able to kind of buy his way into other films, doesn't he? But I don't think Ralph I uh, think, made as much off the back of this, did he? Unfortunately, is I think yeah. Daniel Radcliffe's gone into more live acting, hasn't he? He's more on the stage. He he's gotten into mostly direct to video movies. You know, he's. After Harry Potter, he really hasn't done much. I mean, he's done a lot, but he hasn't done much good, I would say. Probably shouldn't bite the hand that feeds him, hey, Joe, but still. Yeah, that's mind. true. Yeah. Well, I, I would agree yeah. with that, yeah. Consequences and all that. Um, so, before we before we delve into down, if we go down that, the, Google's algorithm is going to go, Wee! it's just going to spike, and then we'll be taken off. I was about to say taken off air. We're not. It's all pre-recorded. You can pretend it's live if you want, but no, it's all pre-recorded. Um, Pat Marita. Um, Mr. Miyagi, Joe, where did he first appear before the Karate Kid? Oh, I, I could tell you. And, and lay on me, Joe. Happy days. Yep. Happy uh, days. He played <laughs> Arnold. He, the, the the hangout that they used to go to, uh, yeah. the diner was called Arnold's. He was Arnold. I thought that was a an older, bigger American oh, guy. He eventually left. That was Al. Uh, Almo Malarant. I can't think. Pronounce his name. Malarant. I can't think of his name. He's great. Get it. Got a yeah. big nose, and uh, yeah, you know, yeah, no. But the early, I would say, the first three to five seasons, it was Pat Morita was uh, Arnold, and he was very funny. And I had a very difficult time uh, with the Karate Kid because I was so used to him as Arnold, and he was just a comedian, so I knew he wasn't a karate master. You know, oh. uh, he was, you know, how like when you see somebody in a movie and you're so used to them being a certain character, it took me a while to forget that he was right. Arnold from Happy Days. Wow. Um, how the Mighty Fallen. Uh, he was in uh, all the Karate Kid films, one, two, three, and the next Karate Kid which we'll get to. We'll get to what happens in the other ones towards the end. Um, However, Dom, this one's for you. He played waiter in restaurant in Spy Hard, the Leslie Nielsen, James Bond spoof. 
that's kind of, that's kind of sad though, isn't it? Really, it is really. Yeah. It was yeah. the voice of the emperor in Mulan, in Disney's Mulan, um, and he was in four episodes that's of right, Baywatch. Yeah. Four, four episodes of Baywatch. Four episodes of Baywatch. Sounds you can hear audiences <laughs> the bottom of the barrel being well and truly scraped. But, no, but he died three years after appearing in Baywatch. So he died in 2005. So do you know what? It's a nice way to go, isn't it, I suppose? Being in Baywatch for four episodes. What, what, Is it? Oh, sorry, I, I, I thought you were I thought you were going to say the kidney and urinary tract infection, which I see is what he actually died of on, on Wikipedia. <laughs> that doesn't, doesn't sound marvellous, to be honest. Um, but look, uh, this is this is my uh, this is my um, slot here because he was, of course, famously Oscar nominated for his, for the first Karate Kid film as best supporting actor. Was really? he? Yeah, I didn't know that. I thought famously, yeah, yeah, it was um, because obviously we had to talk about the sequel, but the original film was. And Joe, maybe you can back me up here. It was kind of a, a bit of a breakthrough for Asian actors in um, in the US and kind of representing Japanese culture uh, in in the you know in mainstream Hollywood cinema. And okay. uh, the, the Oscars committee or the Academy Awards committee obviously doubled down on that and gave him a nomination in 1984 for uh, best supporting actor. So he didn't win, um, sadly and probably justifiably. Um, but here's the other ones. So, who so, did win? Well, yeah, I'm going to give you the five nominees and let, let's right. see who we think might have won. So, no particular order. So, Ralph Richardson for the um, Greystoke, The Legend of Tarzan, uh, Pat Moriata for The Crafty Kid, John Malkovich for Places in the Heart, Aldolf Caesar for A Soldier's Story, or Hang Esk Gore for The Killing Fields. Killing Fields. Yeah, I would have said that. I would say Greystroke. Uh... Well, that was posthumous uh, for Ralph Richardson, but uh, so, you know, could have tugged on the heartstrings, but no, it was the, indeed the killing field. So that's two kind of Asian-American actors um, nominated yeah. the same year. Yeah, and uh, sadly, Mr. Miyagi lost out. But yeah, I, I, I mean, it, it, I think it's one of those, you, you, wouldn't get a, you wouldn't get a nomination for that sort of film and that sort of performance these days, but who's to say whether that's right or right or wrong? Yeah, well... Um... Yeah, that's that's him. <laughs> so, yeah, this is why it's going to be quite short. <laughs> from that to Baywatch, <laughs> but for, well, from that to Martin Cove, Crease, um, he's in it, and Crazy Kid Three is all about his revenge story. So that's that, that's why he's you know is the reference is there is he's and in he's the, the sensei of the other yeah American of Cobra Kai yeah group right yeah, okay yeah. the one that was really horrible to the guy that that lost in his group yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, where I first knew him from, uh, because we were big fans in the Hunter household, just watching Cagney and Lacey. So he was one of the other detectives. He was it's Oh, Biggie. really? Yeah, yeah. Um, he also starred in Wyatt Earp, the Kevin Costa film. Uh, uh, but, but, most of these people that I'm about to read out, thank their lucky stars that somebody went, what happens if we went and revisited everybody in the Karate Kid films? What What's Daniel doing now? What's Johnny doing now? I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we make a series? YouTube. It was a YouTube original series first. So if you were a subscriber, a premium subscriber to YouTube, you got the whole of this thing. And I went, wonderful, wonderful. You know, great. It's going to pull on it. There was a, a rematch between the, the older Johnny and Daniel. You're like, Loving this, but Martin Cove 
getting back to it. He then stars in Cagney and Lacey, The Return, because it was all about making films. So they had the Bionic Woman showdown, um, the, the Bionic Man or the Bionic People or whatever it was called, showdown. So I had the Bionic Woman and the Bionic Man with a, a Sandra Bullock in her first ever film in the 80s where she stars in this made-for-TV movie because they just want to bring the characters back. They did the same for Cagney and Lacey, The Return. Spoiler alert, it was awful. But they always are. They're never, they're never good. They're good for five minutes. You see the characters and then go, not interested. Then what did he do? Straight to video stuff. He starred in such highlights as Crocodile 2, Death Swamp, uh, The Sting of the Black Scorpion. Well, they're not very good famous movies, are they? And Chinaman's Chance, America's Other Slaves. Uh he starred in the Goldbergs because I'm starting to watch the Goldbergs and there was an episode about the Karate Kid and he starred as Master John in there so he didn't reprise his role. But I think then you're he missing was... one big one. Go on. Oh, sorry. First Blood Part 2. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. You're right that. Yeah, yeah. Um, which he's good. He, he's good in that. Uh, but he's got one of those faces where you go, yeah, I think he's done a lot more. And I think it's just because he pops up like in Miami Vice. Everybody in the 80s. Pops up in Miami Vice. Everyone's got one of those faces that you want to punch. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes, maybe. Anyway, Cobra Kai comes along and goes, Would you like a nice big check to reap? Yes, 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 I would. I'm not even going to hesitate on that. Is Cobra Kai any good? Yes. So I'm the only one on here that's watched it. So I've watched the first season and half of the second season. Um, and, And yeah. Now that I've watched this, yes, it's better. It's better than this film. Um, it's it's obviously brought up to date. The characters are brought in, but not in a way that goes, we're just going to bring them in, bang, and just because you're going to love them. So doesn't suffer from the thing that I just said where you bring the characters back just for a reunion. It doesn't suffer like that. There's actually a story behind it. Uh, Daniel now sells BMWs and Audis. Um, Johnny's down on his luck. He hasn't got... He hasn't got anything really until he decides to start up the Cobra Kai gym again and get some of the local teens in that have been bullied. And and it turns out that he, in the, in the first season, Daniel is the bad guy and Johnny's the good guy because he's the one helping the kids that have been bullied. One of which is Daniel's kid doing the bullying. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it turns it, it turns it a little bit on its head in, in quite a good way as well, I would say, but here's my little surprise. He says, moving on. Yuji Okamoto. And I know I've just said, terrible, the worst thing in this film. Um, can't act. Uh, obviously, he said he makes a good guy. But, Joe, I- I'm going to direct this one at you. Um, truly an awesome sight. No way. Was that him? That's him. Get the hell out of here. That's, That's him. A, that is a huge shock. That's him. <laughs> oh my god! I so, will... <laughs> there. and and I read and I read uh, what, and I wouldn't mind. But when we did better off dead, sorry, Dom's sitting here looking for those that can see. It's looking perplexed and going, "What?" Probably Amanda is, even though she watched the film with me. But oh, I know who you mean. I know, right? I know because we discussed it this morning. Yeah, so he's the guy that's at the lights with John Cusack every time John Cusack draws up. There he is. But in reality, it's not his voice. So, Joe, there's, I know there's a big complicated story why that's not him that says that. But do you know you what? Know, I got, I'm going to have to watch that again now. 
Yeah. I mean, both movies. Well, part of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, better, better off dead is just, oh, just w- wonderful. Um, but uh, again, he didn't do an awful lot. He went and started such classics as Brain Smasher, a love story. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know. I think if you're going to smash the brain. Then... These titles. Uh, but he's one of those people that pops up in things. The Michael Douglas, Sean Penn uh, thing, the game. He stars in The Truman Show. Admittedly, his his entry on on IMDb was um, Chinese family or, or member of Chinese family. I'm like, okay. He's also Inception. And again, he's one of the other ones that went, check please, when it came to Cobra Kai, because he ends up in season three. I'm not spoil. I'm not. I'm not going to spoil. I'm not going to spoil it. We're just going to, you know, watch it. Have you but... seen season three or not? No, I, okay. I'm halfway through. I don't know two. if he's got any better at acting. Well, I would hope so because he's been in some good, decent films since then. So perhaps um, Sato, Danny. Oh, I haven't written it down. Derry Karakona. Sato. He died in 1996. Uh, he was successful in a TV series called Burke's Law. Uh, he was in L.A. Law. He was in Miami Vice. Who wasn't? Uh, and also in a film called Black Widow with Deborah Winger and Teresa Russell. So for those people, it's the first time we've mentioned Teresa Russell on 80s podcast. But I say it in the same vein as Rebecca De Mornay. Teresa Russell was very good looking. Even Joe's drawing a blank on that one. Do you mean Terry Russell? Teresa Russell. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's a blank. Okay. Uh, and lastly, Tamlin Tamita, who played Kamiko. Uh, she was in 24, uh, The Day After Tomorrow. She plays a climate scientist in Day After Tomorrow. She was in Heroes, quite had a good big role in The Good Doctor. Uh, also in season three of Picard. Um, and again, check please, because then she goes into season four of Cobra Kai. Well, no, I definitely want to see that then. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So is she the girl or is she the older? Name? Older. Um No, she's the girl. Yes. Kamiko is, is yeah, the yeah. younger girl. Right, okay. Yuki's yeah. the is uh so uh, Miyagi's love. Yeah. Aww. So just to finish this off, and please by all means chip in, um if you've got anything, but Karate Kid three it's the revenge story of of Crease, in which he gets his his mate to help him. Um, rebuilds Cobra Kai. Uh, Daniel says to uh, Mr. Miyagi, can you help me train to defend my title? And he goes, no. So the bad guy, he's pretending to be his friend, trains him and basically injures him all the time. Gets him to do things that, that break his break stuff on him. Um, it's a very odd film. The next Karate Kid. Miyagi is the only person in that. He travels to Boston to commemorate um, uh, Asian Americans in in the war, uh, meets his old com- commanding officer, and has got a granddaughter who's unruly. And I- I've not seen it. Joe, I think you might be the only one that's seen it. Maybe you- have no, you seen it? I thought it, it was okay. Who was the, the girl in that? Um, Doesn't say she went on. She went on to win two Oscars. Okay, and from the next Karate Kid in '94. Yeah, it was crazy. It was right. uh, she was in that Clint Eastwood movie about you know the girl boxer. Um, you oh, know, right. she, okay. she won an Oscar for that, and then she won an Oscar for something else too. Hillary Swank. Hillary Swank. Yeah, 
Ah, uh, right. Okay. That was Hillary Swank. I didn't even look it up. That's, and that's it's, a good shout. Yeah, I mean, when you look at that, you know, you're like, she's not going to do anything. And then, boom, she just exploded after that. I mean, it, it wasn't because of that movie. It's just that she happened to get into the right movies. Mm. It was a million dollar baby. That was, that was, her, that was her breakthrough film, wasn't it? Uh, Karate Kid 4, uh, Next Karate Yeah. Was it? Yeah. That's yeah. A good. That's, yeah. See, I like finding stuff like that. I, I, uh, I didn't know. Um, the Karate Kid remake in 2010 with Jaden Smith, Will Smith's kid. Um, no Mr. Miyagi, it's Mr. Han, um, and it's universally rejected. Nobody liked it. I don't know anyone that liked it. Plus, he was teaching him Kung Fu. Yeah. It's just... Oh. Jade, Jade, it was called Kung Fu Kid. Well. Yeah. Say that again. I said, so Jaden Smith's such a likeable actor as well. I can't believe, I can't believe nobody <laughs> yeah. uh, went for that. Yeah. So he was called the Kung Fu Kid. <laughs> You well, think. well, Jack, Jackie Chan is Chinese and he knows Kung Fu. Um, and Pat Marie is Japanese and, and apparently he knows karate. You know, that's it, it's a weird cultural thing uh, at, that they just for some reason they didn't want to change the name because people would maybe not go see it. But if they saw Karate Kid and it was a remake, they're like, well, we'll, we'll get a lot of people in to buy tickets. But yeah, it made no sense. I never seen it because. Just wasn't interested in it. No, I, I, don't, I don't like remakes. Uh, 2024, um, they're making another film. Uh, a sequel with all of the people that are in Cobra Kai, but it's not connected to Cobra Kai. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what's it going to be then? I have no Karate idea. Karate Kid 5? Who's not a kid anymore? Well, this isn't going to spoil Cobra Kai well, for you because you know, right. Well, don't know, but it's not going to spoil Cobra Kai for you. But here's 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 where all their paychecks went. So I'm just picking out the I say the major characters. Season one, you get Johnny and Dan. You get Johnny and Daniel back, and Daniel's mum comes back. Jeez. Oh, Season two, you get Tommy, Jimmy, and and Crease. So Tommy and Jimmy are the people that are at the side going, yeah, at the, at the Hill Valley Tournament. They're members of Cobra Kai. So they come back. Season three, you get Elizabeth Shue back as the original girlfriend in Karate Kid Part 1. You get Bobby. Bobby is is billed as the 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 guy, you know, when they're all dressed as in Karate Kid 1, they're all dressed as the um, skeletons. Skeletons. Yeah. And they're, they're about to beat the beat the heck out of Daniel. He's the one that went, hey, he's had enough, man. He's had enough. And Johnny goes, I'll decide when he's had enough. Right? He's he's the he's called, in what I do, the conscience of Cobra Kai. So Bobby comes back. Kamiko comes back. And Chosen comes back in season three. Season four, they bring in the bad guy from Karate Kid 3. So Terry Silver comes back. And season five, you get the girlfriend from Karate Kid 3 comes back. And I'm like, just pack it. Just pack it full as many as you want because I'm in. I'm happy. Well, anyway. that's what they a lot of these like reboots they try to do that the whole member berry thing where they bring in like all these characters <laughs> that you know might I mean, but it sounds like it's a decent story, but most of the times they're not decent stories and they just like will say, Well, like we bring back and we see what this character looks like now, people might want to tune into it. Mm. Um but yeah. I am looking forward to seeing it. Mm. 
Mm. Was Karate Kid actually like a really big movie in terms of, you know, turnover and popularity? Massive. Dom, why do you why do you got the computer up to see what the turnover was? Because um It was pretty big over here. To to be able to have all this sort of spin-off and to to actually get to like season five on a spin-off, you know, much later. There must be some traction. There must be some, you know, made, desire made, to watch that. It so, made 130 million off an eight million dollar budget. So you know, profitability was through through the roof. But I think if you were like to brainstorm 80s films, Hollywood 80s films, it wouldn't be in your first tier along with your Back to the Futures um, and you know Ferris Bueller, perhaps. But I reckon it'd be in that quite quite near the top of that second tier of films. You know, Karate Kid. It was definitely one that was. In, in Britain, at least, made the playgrounds. You know, it was one of the things. Have you seen that film? Trying yeah, to create yeah, yeah. various kicks and things. You know, ignoring all the <laughs> advisory warnings about not doing this at home and uh, kids getting roundhoused and nunchucks um, on the way to, <laughs> yeah, on the way to I think what they've done, they've been quite clever. <laughs> they've targeted our age bracket with it. Yeah. Because in 1986, I was twelve. So I would have been... But you didn't get to cinema much, No, did you? I didn't. But, you know, just t- just talking around this, this is this is the age group, you know, 12 to 15s, where you'd be going to watch this film, wouldn't you? So now we're all kind of late 40s, early 50s. We're the ideal target audience to sit and binge watch Cobra Kai, I guess. Yeah, and I think it's smart because it's probably like, that age group now has kids and they're introducing the kids to the karate kid, you know, and it's just continuing to grow the audience like where, cause I know kids are into it too. So I think it was a smart move. Yeah. Especially like you said, if it's got five seasons, they're not renewing it if it's unsuccessful. So I guess it's doing good in the ratings. Yeah. For, um, for, yeah. For good reason. In that sense, Dom, I'm going to have to take issues. The crane kick at the Hill Valley tournament is in, maybe top top 10 moments moments of the 80s it's yeah, just, so it's, it's got, just you brilliant you which ET's is why it keeps calling back to it yeah <laughs> you've got you've got back to the future being pulled along by a car on a skateboard also resulting in hospitalizations for a number of children <laughs> and, uh, and that yeah i would say that that was an iconic moment but you know perhaps in terms of iconic films just just in that second tier i would say yeah and while we're on the crane kick we're about to go talk about the film now but while we're on the crane kick he even says at the start of this, when they're doing the recap, if crane kick, I, I, no, I was about to impersonate him. No, if the crane kick is done properly, there is no defense. Well, clearly there is. There is. There is. <laughs> didn't properly, spoiler alert. It turns out all you need to do is just put put your hand in front of the hand in front of his leg. So yeah, since I was going to ask you, are you going to talk about the Rocky connection? Uh, do, do you know what I was? I was going to talk about it when we came to trivia time, but let's okay, introduce we it now. No, no, let's introduce it now. Okay, because I think this is going to blow. I I know it, but I think it might blow Dom and Miss Miles. Well, here you go. Well, as we're doing but, trivia time, then trivia time. <laughs> <laughs> right, and that was the moment we got taken off that. <laughs> um. Yeah. So the director, what was it, Alverton? John Alverton. Uh, yeah, that directed Rocky, the first Rocky movie. So he went on to direct uh, Rocky, uh, no, I'm sorry, The Karate Kid Part 2. And um, 
also Bill Conti that does the music for uh, most of the Rocky movies. Like, well, the first two at least is the first two or three, maybe three, three, two. three. Yeah, yeah. He didn't do Rocky Four. He ended up doing uh, Karate Kid, which uh, was kind of good in a way, you know, because I like Rocky Four's music. It's a little different. But no, it's just, and it is a Rocky movie. I mean, let's face it. He's under a dog. He needs to be trained. And then, you know, at the end, uh, not that Rocky was successful at the end, but, you know, he went the distance. It's, again, they, they know the formula. Audiences like underdogs. They they like to see, you know, them get bullied in the beginning and then just kind of at the end become the hero. And uh, they've yeah. done that formula, I think, with every Karate Kid movie that they've had. Um, and it seems to work. Mm. And, and with that Rocky connection, the film starts with Daniel in the shower after the tournament. And, of course, Rocky Five starts with Rocky in the uh, shower after they fight with Drago. What I thought was funny Fun is fact. like, what was that guy from Chicago uh, that you like that does the song? From Chicago. Power of, you oh, know, Chicago. The, oh, Chicago, the band. The, Sorry, the I was, band I was, Chicago. I was thinking, who do I know in Chicago? Um, uh, Peter Cetera. Yeah, Peter Cetera. Yeah. yeah. So he did the, is it The Glory of Love? Glory of Love, yeah. It's a great song. So did, he nominated? wrote that for. Was oh, that? was it? Yeah. Right. That's the original song. Didn't win, but yeah. Oh, so wow. he wrote okay, that for, for Rocky Four. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go on. <laughs> I didn't get that far in my research. Carry on, Joe. Okay. Oh. No, he wrote that for Rocky Four, which I kind of thought was funny, and Stallone rejected it. <laughs> I could just see him like saying, it's like, hey, yo, that ain't no riot of Thugger. You know? <laughs> because I can't see him, you know, training to that song. The, uh, well, you know, the what, glory what's of love. the song that came out of Rocky IV? There wasn't one. Well, there was uh, the, yeah, Hearts, on Fire. Heart. Hearts on Fire. Well, Hearts on Fire never made the charts, so. Even so. That, but it's I not. I mean, the glory of like, love would Glory of love was number one in multiple countries. Do you seriously think that would work in a Rocky movie? Uh, it'd be better than No Easy Way Out, but yeah. Uh, I disagree. Anyway. Yeah, because it's, it's so soft, that song. Like, I don't know. Anyway. anyway, let's let's get into the film. Let's get into the okay. film because we'll be here. We'll be here all day. That's true. Um, so, what did we think of how the film started? The the recap, the start of the film, until you get to the six months later, and you know, what what did what do we think? What do you think? I'm going to take a drink, so I'm going to listen strong, to you. Strong, strong start, I thought. I, I quite like the recap. Mm. The uh, the bit we just discussed, where it picks up in the showers, and then there's that confrontation in the car park and um yeah i, I you know it, for me it connected it with, the, with the, the previous film and actually you know represented a bit of a peak of interest before a subsequent drop off so yeah i, I like that uh, <laughs> people recreating their their role it, it reminded me that they were better baddies in the first film than in the, than in the second i think yeah, yeah i was very enthusiastic when i saw the beginning of the film because it, it really got you into it and it was a nice recap and more films should do that because it's like it's almost like you don't have to see the first movie if you didn't want to. They're basically showing you what happened, you know, why it led him to this, what his relationship is with what Daniel San's relationship is with Miyagi. Um, it was very well done. It was very well edited, I thought. Mm. Amanda, do you, do you want me to tell do you want me to tell everyone what happened when you watched the start of this? 
Sorry, I have to keep going on mute because the washing machine's just finished its spin. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, the, the joys of production. I think it's finally shut up now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, I was. Do you, want, do you want to? Do you, do you, what do you say? I was a bit confused at the start because I thought I've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, so, is this is um, called a recap, sweetheart. Yes. Well, I didn't realise, did I? What you thought? You thought this I film's thought... moving on a bit? <laughs> it's a. I know, I said it's a bit jumpy. Is this, like, from the first movie? Yes, you said. Yes, it is, Amanda. Like. Probably a little, a little tad more forceful than that, but, but yes. Oh, yeah, but uh, the panpipe soon got on my nerves. Well, well, yeah, I mean... <laughs> the, it, it, I mean, I'm not being funny. Even at 14, if you don't realise that the I could kill you but honk bit, is going to make an appearance later in the film, then you have no business watching films because that, th- there's a reason why that's just happened. Um, that was a cool scene, though. Oh, it, it was in the. It was when I was fourteen. It's not now. It's embarrassing now. Well, yeah, the, the honk thing, yeah, is embarrassing. But oh, you know, just you know, what's his name, uh, Reese or Reese? <laughs> yeah, you know, just him attacking Miyagi. And Miyagi going out of the way of his blows and all that, like crippling his hands. That was a cool little scene. I thought, yeah, but no, I understand. What yeah, yeah, saying. I like that scene. Yeah, yeah. The honk thing is just, both times, is just disastrous. You get tricked into punching a car windscreen uh, once. You know, sh- shame on me. You do it twice. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, the, the bloke then probably bleeds to death on the uh, on the tarmac if it's, if it's any bearing on reality as he's uh, lacerated his wrists. But uh, I thought, um, well, they could have come up with a, a more original idea for the second uh, second example. Well, he says, "Mercy is for the weaker." <laughs> I, I wonder if he's going to go for a headbutt on the third one, and then yet again stick it through a uh, stick it through a car window. And that actually, yeah. But you know, I think it would have been cooler if he would have said, "I could uh, end your your life right now, your pain, but I won't." You know, instead it's ah, you know. <laughs> yeah. But again, it was for the kids, and I guess if you were a kid watching that, you might have laughed in the theater. Jar Jar Binks was for the kids as well, Joe. It doesn't yeah. work. You know, it doesn't always work. You say for the kids, yeah, he, he honks his nose as if oh, he's got off lightly. But in reality, the guy's got shards of glass sticking out of his arms. He must, he, he must have lost two pints of blood um, in, that, in that episode. So you know, I'm not, not sure it's quite the gentle payoff that the director intended, really. Oh, but anyway, so from there, uh, said like Sponge, SpongeBob six months later. That's when the drowsiness kicked. That, that's when the, that's when that's where the, the film spiked my drink with kicked in at that point because <laughs> he went on his oh gentle tour of Japan and uh, Shinto temples and oh before he things. does that by the way he 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 says oh I've just split up with um, Elizabeth Shue because she totaled my car and and, and I'm not going to spoil it for you but she she tells the real story when she gets to Cobra Kai that um, Daniel. Well, I won't spoil it for you. But anyway, there was a there was a miscommunication. So he splits up. It, by the way, he split up from Kamiko at the start of uh, Karate Kid Part 3. Yeah, he's a loser. You know why? <laughs> because I watched it. I had to watch it just before we recorded the podcast. I thought, well, I'll just have a quick look at the start of 3. Turns out that she says she got offered she got offered a dance 
a, a dance opportunity in Tokyo. Okay. But never, she, she never even came back with him. She would she go to Bone Dance Academy? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, that was the thing that she kept doing through the whole movie. She's like, she goes, my dream is to become professional bone dancer. <laughs> I missed like, that. Okay. Well, okay. That's all she was doing throughout the whole movie. She was doing it's loads like, of stuff with fans and things. Yeah, those are bone, that's called a bone dance. It's not called a fan dance. No, she kept saying over and over it was bone dance. So if you dance with dogs, then you call it a cat dance. Well, wherever they lived, that's what they called it. You know, their their section of Japan, well, I guess it was Okinawa or whatever, you know, it was called bone dance. I'm surprised you missed that because the word bone dance must have been mentioned at least, I would say, 15 to 20 times. (laughs) No, I didn't pick that up. Yeah, oh, oh, I did because me and my friend we saw it in the theaters. And we did kept you watch the special and... edition? Oh, I bet you. Yeah, but you left, left, left. No, because <laughs> she kept like saying like how important bone dance was to me. You know, it's like, geez, you need to get a life, lady. Yeah, second we... me to the tea ceremonies. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, don't be mean about. No, that. we've got to be mean. It's, it's fine. That's going. That's coming. Of Jap- Japanese it, culture, the t- tea ceremony must be the last, least favorite bit. Just have a brew. Yeah, put the kettle on, have a brew. <laughs> job done. Five minutes. Yeah. This country was founded on having a cup of tea, not poncing around, taking hours over it. Yeah, my goodness me. It's got to be. It's got to be moved three times. It, yeah, in between yeah. all the bone dances and the tea ceremonies, it's no wonder the villagers achieved nothing in Miyagi's absence, <laughs> is it really? Oh, that guy's still sitting where he was 40 years ago playing the guitar, yeah? Because he's wasted his life dicking around with the <laughs> tea ceremonies. Get on with it! That's just sense of entrepreneurialism. No wonder they'd be walked all over by that bad guy. <laughs> laziness, if you ask me. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say that it's just a, and I know it's a different film, but there's there's a reason for this. At the start of Karate Kid Three, when they come off the plane, Daniel's apartment block where his mum lived has been demolished. Right? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. And his mum's disappeared, and eventually she's his mum rings. Fresno, and says, isn't she? What's that? She's gone to Fresno. No, she's not in Fresno. What? The apartment block's been demolished. In Fresno. In Fresno. So the oh. one from the first one has been demolished. It turns out that his mum rings him at Miyagi's house and says, I'm here with your Uncle Alan, who's got emphysema. And if you want to see one of the, possibly the worst acting ever, look at Uncle Alan in the background, who's got a big bell on his hospital, on his like, like hospital bed. And he's trying to mimic having 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 problems now you won't be able to see this if you're not on youtube but he's basically jerking like if you were playing after f- 10 pints if you were playing charades and you were trying to mimic someone having some sort of medical episode that would be him it's that bad and he picks up this bell and jingles it in her ear and I'm like, <laughs> i think i remember that oh what's <laughs> what is going on let's come back to this so the reason why i mentioned that is because what is going on with with his, his parenting i know his dad died and that's very sad but his mom is quite happy with with I, I don't think they've ever met apart from the fact that he used to be the janitor in the bar in the no, apartment they, block which got knocked down he used to be the janitor that's all she knows him from and she's they met. her kid 
Yeah, she's interested in a kid. This kid hangs around with the the, the creepy creepy Japanese guy that's got all the cars. Nobody's yeah, right. nobody's batting okay. an eyelid. But in real life, you were packed off up north for multiple weeks in that the was summer. An oddity, that was an oddity rather than the north. Yeah, but nobody's go, done that. To go and see your sister's ex-boyfriend. <laughs> what's, good? what's this story? Oh, God, right. <laughs> That's bizarre. Right, very quickly, my sister used to go out with a guy called Gary. Um, they split up, but Gary went to university in um, Newcastle-upon-Tyne. So my parents thought it would be a good idea um, to pitch pitch me up to go and stay with him so they didn't have to pay for any clubs or look after me over summer. Yes, the, get the violins out if, if you want to. So what they did is they went, would you like to go up and stay in the student house with Gary and the three other people that are in there? They put 300 quid, a lot of money by, at that time, in, the, in my back pocket, put me on a train and said, Gary will pick you up at the other end. Mental. And I was 13. Yeah, and when I got when I got there, I lived in the student house, and I saw I saw horror for the first time. I saw porn for the first time. I used to they used to send me out because I was tall. They used to send me out to the video shop and go go and get us seven videos and all watch. And my my three hundred quid basically paid basically subsidised. This, but I I think I got an education out of it because I like to listen to a lot of vinyl. One of them had a compact disc player for the first time. I'm like, oh my god, this is the best thing ever. And to finish this particular story, they they all wanted to go out uh, fairly early on in the summer, uh, and so they took me out. And I went up to a pub. I can tell you where it was. It was in Heaton in uh, Newcastle, and I went and ordered six bottles of Newcastle Brown. And it was the first time I went to a bar and ordered myself at 30, just past 13. So I'd just been 13. Wait, you had, you had six? You had six that no, night? No, I was ordering for then. Oh, okay. Who was their skiffy? I was the skiffy. And then from there, we went into the into the city and I went to my first nightclub and I got chatted up by an extremely attractive, presumably 20, 21-year-old. And meanwhile, I'm at 13. And just because I'm tall, the guy just waved me in. And I'm no, sat there going, the uh, what do I do? <laughs> it's, this isn't the school disco. This is, this is, uh, uh I've got a drink. Uh, I've got. Yeah. There's so many things I want to say that I can't say. Oh, I know. Well. You see what but... I mean now? And you're yeah. saying that. I did, it for two are... more, I did it for two more summers. So, you know, with the question Gosh. when you say, how have you watched all these films? How have you got all these films? Because all we did was just watch films over the summer and go out and get drunk. <laughs> Maybe, maybe Ralph uh, Macchio's mother was relaxed about sending him off because she knew that he was secretly 42 or however old he actually was when he appeared in this film, which is the, the key difference between sweet and innocent Charlie Hunter at uh, 13 and, and Ralph Macchio being yeah, in his early 40s and married at this stage, I think. <laughs> maybe not that, quite that bad, but he was well into his 20s, wasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. He's probably That's got it. another ulterior motive. Oh, yeah, he was, he was much older at that time. Oh. Yeah, yeah. But I think he got he got him over and went, yeah. So I'm building this house. I'm building this annex bit. Oh, who's it for? Oh, it's for you, Daniel. All right, okay. Well, who's going to build it? Uh, I haven't got to that bit. No, no, wait a minute. I've got it. If you focus, you can put this nail in with a hammer. In one in go. In one go. And he goes, this is great. And he starts picking up nails. He goes back, probably kicks back with a beer and go, happy days. I'll have to pay the uh, workmen to come in. I just tell him the whole thing needs to be Zen-like focused. 
and it needs to be built by somebody who cherishes the rose blossoms. And he's going, yeah, sold that. Nice. I'm out. Look well, how happy he so... was when he got the nail in, though. He, he had this like look of it. was like a kid at Christmas. He couldn't believe it. He just kept doing it. Yeah, but as you say, Yankee kicks back. Uh, job well done. You can tell just by his voice that Daniel is not too bright, you know? He's probably had struggle getting along through life. So it's kind of lucky that he ended up at Mr. Miyagi, even if he had to do some manual labor for him. Yeah. When, when he's on that when he's on that plane, he's got a history of Okinawa book, hasn't he? And it's clearly the first book he's ever read in his life. It's uh, you know, this is uh, this is a big thing for him. He's got a book, he's got a book. <laughs> I'm surprised that wasn't uh, you know, a book on tape, because I can't picture him reading. It's full, full yeah. of pictures, I think that's the that's the secret. Where's this picture me, Mr. Miyagi? Are <laughs> oh, you just being cruel? Well, again, where's it? Bad parenting. How does he get the money out to afford the plane ticket? It's his college phone, so I assume it's locked away. So we can't yeah. do it overnight. Anyway, let's just say that he can. He rings his mum up and goes, <laughs> you know that, that old guy? That was, that was... <laughs> He's going to Japan. <laughs> <laughs> He's built an annex for me and he's invited me to Japan. <laughs> Good luck, son. <laughs> that sounds fine. Okay, you can go. <laughs> come on, Charlie, come on. Oh, I can't, I can't. That's good. That's it. Um. Yeah, anyway, so can I go to Japan with the old guy? Yes. The caretaker. <laughs> like, well, what are you going to do there? It's like, I'm going to watch some videos. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, she's got to ask, why are you going? Well, there's a feud. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go straight to this boiling well, his pot. his dad's not well. No, his dad's not well. <laughs> but equally, he could say, there's a feud where basically... <laughs> Somebody wants to kill the caretaker. (laughs) (laughs) And she still says yes. I'm just going to withdraw my college fund before I go, Mum. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy your wild goose chase, son. Try not to get kidnapped. You know, he could have said, he goes, well, if I don't go with Mr. Miyagi, I'm going to be left alone in this little annex. (laughs) That I'm building. Um, anyway, they get over there. <laughs> Is there anything, do we want to, anything oh, on the I plane? Oh, I noticed there was a lot of leg room on the plane. Yes. Yeah. So, a lot yeah. of leg room. And there was no one smoking. <laughs> oh, smoking on planes, yes. Mm. Uh, I see, well, at least, at least suddenly Daniel, I think Daniel tells him on, which probably is the information that he could have given his mum. He said, "We've got to fight for 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 the honour." Oh, and Peter Satira sat sat going. I wonder, wonder how I'm going to finish this. Up. Oh, I'm a man that's going to fight for your honour. Yeah, yeah, sounds good, great. Um, they say I'm going to fight to the death. At this point, Daniel should be. So there's a fifty percent chance I could come home on my own. <laughs> <laughs> it's Is like, he allowed? Did you want to tell me? A, a, a parent well, as Dom guardian. says, he's he's thirty six or whatever, or however old he was. We did get to finish the rest of the book on the way home <laughs> through 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 his tears of uh, why did I why did I do all that and and I'm sorry can we fast forward Miyaki he wins well Miyaki doesn't win it he just makes the bet he puts the collateral down wins back the college money when Daniel breaks the ice mm. so what so what does Daniel do with the college money takes it out with him when he knows there's a guy that's going to be beating him up all oh, the no, time he takes the whole lot out the it's whole like, watch. 
that? Like, what? Even if you lost your wallet, you wouldn't take the whole out. You'd only take out what you'd need for the night, surely. Um, and if you look at the airport scene, Sato has a a, a, a um, karate academy. He also has a construction firm, as we see. But if you look in the top corner, he also does escort services as well. And you're like, well, that's, that's cool. quite a quite a, uh, a varied portfolio, should we say? He's also got commercial fishing. Oh, cool! Like, yeah, he's like the Donald Trump of that area. Oh, can you? And I know we're fast forwarding over there. The cannery that's built by the village that took the fish away, or, or, or uh, they try to explain the reason why nobody fishes anymore is because I think that big cannery thing. It's the commercial fishing, yeah. Right, that, and Santo okay. built that, yeah. Yeah. Got rid right. of all the local fishes. Yeah. At, at 18, because Miyagi went, I had my first date here with <laughs> this girl when I was 18. Yeah. And I'm like, so Sato at 14 decides to go, do you know what? I'm going to go into the cannery business. He can't have built it by then. Roughly the same age, I think. So he can't have had his first <laughs> date in something that hadn't been built. I thought the cannery was less mysterious than the American Air Force Base, which is referenced really <laughs> firmly early on, and then like just basically appears in the background with helicopters flying around every so often. Why, why on earth would you introduce that and then have no real relation to that in the rest of the film? You know, surely there was an opportunity for some jeeps or some tanks or some helicopters or some something, but it just happens to be there. Yeah, that I found that a bit weird. I, I didn't know if there was anything going on with Sato and sort of like some underhanded deeds or whatever, or. There were so many missed opportunities for them. Like, for example, when they land in Japan eventually and they get taken to that airport hangar, mm. there's a confrontation. All that happens is the he gets his book and chucks it at him. You know, that, that could have been that was that was your first opportunity for a bit of karate, I think, a bit of a punch up and yeah. Yeah, opportunity missed consistently all the way through the through the yeah, film. Yeah, they just yeah. get a taxi. It was Sato's airfield. Did you notice that? Yeah. <laughs> does he does he own the taxi? Anyway. Yeah, I mean, I never understood why didn't Mr. Miyagi just beat the crap out of those guys that were driving the cab or the, the limo? <laughs> and, yeah. and Sato at the same time and go, do, do you know what, mofo, let's get this over with. Right, boom, bang, done. Right, I'm off to see my dad. If you come, come anywhere near the village, <laughs> you'll get a bit more. So like, I kill no you film. after dad die. <laughs> <laughs> There'd have been no film. Oh, and that would uh, oh, would that been such a bad thing? Well, but, uh, there is basically nothing really that happens between that <laughs> bit when they land in Japan. You could just fast forward it to the final confrontation scene at the end and not miss out on a great deal because all it is is a lot of posturing about uh, you know a fight which keeps on getting delayed for various reasons and you know, an extra three days <laughs> in here and there for you know. And they just keep turning up. Hi, I'm here. What are you going to do? Are you going to fight? No. Oh, we're going to rough up some of you greens. Right, okay. Hi, it's us again. Are you going to fight? No. Right, we're going to rough up some of your greens again. I'm like, why don't you just get on a plane? Why don't you just get on a plane? As Daniel said, let's just get out of here. And They should have just taken the, the, the girl and, like, Miyagi's love and just gone. I thought at one stage they were going to start turning and speaking directly to the camera and just they might as well just be talking to the audience about what was going on and what they were seeing at one point. When... when Tragically, the father dies and they release the candles onto the river. I just, my notes were saying, what is this the point where people start walking out the film in America when it was shown? Come in and watch an action film and, um, yeah, some <laughs> reverential. And the pan pipes, that's when I made my note about pan pipes, just because 
Pan pipes are played doesn't mean that it has meaning, <laughs> really, does it? It's you've got to do better than that. The pan pipes must be the worst musical instrument, bar none. Bagpipes, bagpipes, South American, anyway. Yeah, I yeah, I agree with you. I thought that was South American. They're not native to Japan. <laughs> no. I don't. I, I. I don't. You. You're introduced at this point that the the drum is the secret to Miyagi's, and I'm like, dude, you just trained him for a major tournament. Why don't you tell him about the drum? <laughs> Especially if this underpins your entire family karate secret. That, Why don't you just much, tell him? That was much less successful and wax on, wax off. I thought that that that, rap, yeah. that kids rattle was not fooling anybody as being <laughs> a way of secretly learning uh, karate. Really, you know, wax on, wax off. That's brilliant. So yeah. yeah. My question is, like, if those, if everyone in that village had that drum, doesn't that mean that they know karate and that they know that form of karate? So why do, like, when their village is being attacked and they're taking away their vegetables or destroying it, why do they fight back? Why do you learn karate and you don't use it? It's just it's in self defense. Well, well, they Dom, should be defending have, vegetables. Dom, Dom should advise you just start windmilling. I mean, at, at the very <laughs> least, you take two of them out. Exactly. Yeah, head down, windmilling. <laughs> That's it. Try try and pull someone's t-shirt over their head. You know, this is what this yeah, they should have done the karate kid when it comes to Britain and they have like a punch up in a boot in a weather spoon. <laughs> but, you know, but, let's see how far your kids rattle gets you in, in one of those fights when somebody's got a sawed off pool cue coming at your head. Um uh, karate, karate kid six, the the, the new is, yeah. There's a young Charles Hunter in the background looking looking yeah. unscared. <laughs> oh well, I couldn't put that bit of myself. Um, I, I do like the fact that Sato likes the village that much that he decimated the fish, the fishing industry there. I mean, he was responsible for taking away the thing that, that had the pleasure. You talked yeah. about the guy doing the playing the guitar in exactly the same place. They're taken away. What, what do they do apart from listen to these helicopters go back and forth from the airbase? Vegetables, things. Yeah, but, right. I I was a bit confused. Really? Why were they using fake weights? So that they, they had to pay veg- them less. How did that work though? Well, he probably held the weights. Well, while he, How while do you he, while pay he... them less if you're putting more weights on, effectively, but the weights aren't worth anything. Because you because you can control how much you pay them because the weights look as if they're doing the job. Oh, okay. Well, you get me four kilograms of carrots. So you can have this much. But no, I, I'm with Amanda. I it, think it would be the, the opposite. It's the wrong way around. Yeah. Oh, like okay. if you if you put like one banana on there and then all of a sudden it's well, yeah, maybe that's it. Like if you put one banana on there and it's 10 pounds, you're getting paid from you're paying more for that banana. So you would think the weights would you'd want the weights to be uh heavier. Heavier, yeah. Yeah. No, but you put the weights on for decoration and then you can control it just by going, oh, oh, look, I'm just holding the arm. And you can control how much you pay him. That's the scam. Well, Surely. bottom line, Daniel's a troublemaker. He should have just kept his nose out of the whole thing. No, he's fine. He's, and he needs to go and, yeah, he needs to go and expose these things. I mean, you know, he's got the back of the American military behind him. All, he says, all I have to do is do this and do a, do a sign in the air. Next thing you know, you've got 4,000 GIs swarm in this place yeah you would think that that whole village would hate daniel's guts yeah Mm. well unless they unless they're benevolent we don't know that the village isn't providing services 
for the nearby airbase. Services. Yeah. Services. <laughs> yeah, but we also <laughs> dropped a pretty big bomb on that area, you know, that killed a lot of people. Well, so. I mean, look at when they go into town and they look at the dojo, Sato's dojo. They're all white. It's just trailing the people from the airbase. Yeah. 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 yeah, so the, 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 there's mutual economy going. Dan, Dan, uh, Daniel needs to go back for some training as well because he appears to have lost all his karate skills from the first film because <laughs> he, he gets he, he gets get um, beaten up a lot, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. That, that ridiculous scene in the cannery where they swing the hook and he has to try and dodge it. <laughs> I'd be pretty confident about sidestepping that, to be honest. <laughs> you just see it coming, move gradually, and that would be it. The note knocks him in the water. Then he gets sucker punched uh, later on in an incident with one of the baddies. Well, he's got he's lost all of his skill set. He needs to get, his, he needs to get himself down there for some training, I think. And what does he end up doing? He ends up hitting him in the family jewels. Yeah, which is Been a Simpson like, trademark for years. <laughs> you know, as a child, you're taught, you know, when in fight, have some dignity and some honor. Never, never go for the ball. It's like scratch, it'd be like a boy scratching another boy, wouldn't it? You can't, you can't go around hitting people in the balls, can you? That's, um, you know, what, <laughs> surely that breaks all sorts of codes of ethics. You know, we just spit at him or something. You know, there's certain things you're not allowed to do. Yeah, smack him in the balls, what a hero. <laughs> well, he needed his money back that he foolishly oh. took out, so... Wait till his back's turned and then punch him in the back of the head. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that'll have your ancestors uh, nodding on approvingly. <laughs> so yeah, oh, we've come up to the natural point. So after we carrot weighing and the scam of the uh, of the carrot way, um, did did we find it believable the um, the romance between Kamiko, which even when she opens the door, she does that eyebrow thing, which is like. Oh, oh! I'm going to linger on Daniel for a bit, even though somebody else is talking to me. That old '80s trope that they uh, roll out. So it's clear that she just fancies him as soon as she sees him. Do we believe? Do we believe the romance? Because they don't really do anything. One kiss. I do. You know, they they were both attracted to each other. I mean, romance could be based on attraction, but I have a feeling that she probably didn't speak English. You know, because again, it's this whole thing that everybody speaks English. Yeah. You know, they should be speaking Japanese in that village. Um, so they probably had nothing in common other than looks, you know, which is fine. I mean, when you go on vacation, that's usually what happens. <laughs> you know, that's he basically was on vacation, even though some dude was dying. <laughs> I I, th- I thought that relationship was more one of the more touching parts of the film. I know we've been a bit tough on it so far, but yeah, I th- I found it, you know, quite nice. She doesn't even go back on the plane with him. So yeah, yeah we don't know that though at that point. Yeah, but oh, the, the the bond is that strong, and they've done everything that she goes. Oh, I've got a call from Tokyo. I'm off. He goes. I had everything lined up for you, and I've got loads of cars and stuff. I've got this will here, by the way, that if anything happens to Miyagi, I get the house and the cars. She should have come back in and gone right. Okay, well, if we uh, play our cards right and put, put some of the powder in his tea over a over an amount of time. He, she Daniel gets a lot. That's pretty nice. I was thinking about that. It's like that's not bad. He can sell those cars. <laughs> Make a fortune. Yeah. This isn't Doc Brown and Martin McFly. This isn't that type of relationship. So, uh, but yeah, um, they, can we talk about their their Kamiko and Daniel's little date and the poor CGI of the arena? Possibly some of the worst CGI I've seen. Oh, the castle, <laughs> the castle, or mm. where they have the final party. And they looked down at it. I was like, D- do you, why didn't you just put a, a sticker on there, on the lens? 
<laughs> and not bad. move the camera. Oh, is this the end? Might have been better. No, when they're they're going down, and she goes, "Oh, let me show you this arena is where we have all our parties and stuff." Oh, okay. Yeah, where they used I, to bone dance. <laughs> where they still do. Oh, that's tickled. That's tickled you, near. That, that, that was bad, but the, the Elvis dancing was even more cringe, I thought, than that, really. <laughs> oh, the 50s? <laughs> step out of character. That they so, so you know the story behind that? You know why they like that? Like, Because uh, that's actually real. Because they basically, uh, because of World War II, they stayed away from American culture for, for decades. And they never experienced the 50s. And back in the 80s, I guess, like, the youth started to like kind of let go of their ad- animosity towards the Americans and they discovered fifties culture and it was huge over in Japan. Oh. People would dress in leather jackets, have slick back hair. Girls would, would be wearing poodle skirts and all that. And they were into, you know, fifties music, like rock around the clock and all that. It, it was just really weird to see it. Like I, I saw it on TV, like where they would, they were experiencing the fifties while it was the eighties, you That's know, cool. and, yeah, so those did exist, uh, something like that. Oh, well, that, that definitely sheds some more light on it. That's a really interesting point. But yeah, I just thought it was a completely random 1950s uh, club that they had in, in the village, but uh, no, fair play. I suppose as well, if you, you've got like the lights of, uh, you know, the um, Vietnam War and, and stuff as well, that a lot of American culture had infiltrated uh, that area of the, the world by that point as well, hadn't it? But then yeah. you've got then you've got the minor annoyance where Kamiko says earlier on in the film, "Oh, would you like to dance?" And he goes, "Oh, oh I think I was off that day. Uh, I don't really know how to." Right? And then he dances perfectly, and she says to him, "Oh, where did you learn how to dance?" And he says, "Oh, I was my, I'm a practice partner for years." <laughs> Look, mate, you either do or you don't dance. It might be that you don't bone dance, but you do dance. You've got rhythm. That's <laughs> uh, just annoyance. Oh, um, yeah. I, I, my, my notes at this point were going like, oh god. Can, and, can we talk about the bit where they attack the Miyagi home? Um, and they start to trash the garden. You know, they're kicking up all the vegetables and things. It's just like the the campest, lamest thing I've ever yeah. seen in my, in my Smashing life. Smashing the bonsai plants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then um, I mean, there's such you know, A, the scene's terrible, but B, they're such pantomime baddies, aren't they, that it kind of takes all, you know, I think that's one of the flaws of the film, is they're so one-dimensional. It makes, like, Lord of the Rings look a bit more subtle between good and evil and things, um, and and it takes the jeopardy out of the film as well, because it's just totally obvious what's going to happen, isn't it? That, uh, you know, Miyagi's going to kick their butts, and then it's going to be, you know, it's it kind of taking you on rails to the end of the film at, at, at this point, but it was... Um, what, should they should have firebombed the place? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should have got uh, I'm surprised that military they didn't. hardware involved and uh, explored that avenue. I think I think there's another version of this film where there's some scenes involving the US military which just got you know didn't make the final edit. That's <laughs> an explanation because otherwise, why the hell would you bother introducing it all and then not use it? Uh, yeah, that's a bit weird. Yeah, maybe like a like an Eric Stoltz cut of Back to the Future. There's another cut of this film which is basically let's let, let's redo the war. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that'd make for a cheery, uh, cheery 80s uh, outing. Yeah, no, the, but in the end, the pan pipes and the tea ceremonies just edged it, edged, edged that out. The, the yeah, that side of things. <laughs> so, can we talk about the um, about the where, storm? Where the storm comes from so quickly? I mean, <laughs> I mean, Came I know we nowhere. used the term that escalated quickly. That literally was it waiting? <laughs> I mean, 
Surely they must have weather forecasts in the 80s. Maybe it was Godzilla. I made that same note, Godzilla, yeah. <laughs> for a typhoon rather than a Godzilla attack. But it must have been, they must have tossed a coin for that one, Charlie, I think, in the best out of three, because yeah, <laughs> they would have seemed equally contrived. But it interrupts their tea ceremony, though. Yeah. It's yeah. really sad, isn't did it? Did he have any tea? I don't think he got to the tea because he was too busy yeah, he did. kissing he had it. Tea. And I was then kissing they had a kiss, it. and then the, the light blew out just as this does that had their kiss. I don't know about getting to the T, but just before she got to the D, yeah, that's when the typhoon kicked in, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and why, right? Why was a young girl sent to ring the bell at the pole? <laughs> I thought she was so scared of the hurricane coming or whatever it was, the typhoon, that she just ran up a tree or a pole. No, she was <laughs> yeah. the one ringing the bell. Uh, that whole thing just makes no sense. Why was the <laughs> bell next to electricity? Why is the bell and why do you a have to go up the metal to next to bell? electricity? Surely the rope would be at ground level, so you could just ring the bell at ground level. There's no need to get up in the air, then, is there? Let, let's be honest, she wasn't that difficult to rescue either, really, was she? she <laughs> he, just, he, climbed, he climbed up the ladder, got her, came down, and then flopped around in the mud unconvincingly. <laughs> <laughs> To allow the uncle to come and rescue him, and, uh, and I know him. it's just it's just raining. It's a bit windy outside. That's yeah. it. There isn't like cows flying past, like Twister. You know, this is just yeah. just you need to go out. Okay, well I'll put my hood up. That's fine. Do you want to jump, and I'll uh, catch you. And the Joe, fact that Joe two would... of their houses like collapsed anyway yeah. means they haven't built them very well, have they? Because surely Why? these kinds of weather, this kind of weather, happens a lot. And then they're all in this shelter that's sort of built the same way. And you think, oh, why are you all st- stood in that shelter thing? Because it doesn't look particularly well made either. Yeah, it was like the three little pigs, like that straw house fell on top of Soto. You know, it's like, well, just get well, up. The, the nephew know, didn't even look <laughs> for him, just presumed he was dead. He's like, Uncle is dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then Miyagi comes. Miyagi, you god, you tried to kill me. <laughs> I hate you forever. I didn't know Arnold Schwarzenegger was in this. <laughs> but the the classic karate chop breaking that that big beam. Yeah. Oh, and that that just causes him to forgive him for everything or forget everything. And then you know, and then he's like, he goes, "Can you ever forgive me?" And I know it's like, just so. There's nothing to forgive, Soto. And it's like, yeah, he threatened your life. He took up all your vegetables. Yeah, you threatened know. to demolish the village. Yeah, yeah. Just say, okay. He's terrified that uh, terrorized that village, doesn't he? You know, there's a lot of yeah. stuff gone down during those decades. <laughs> he probably thinks, oh God, yeah, the storm. Mm, I could earn a lot of money now by rebuilding this place with my uh, commercial construction company. Ah, uh, yeah. That'd be that'd be a better option than kind of bulldozing it because it's all done for me, isn't it? With the, with the storm, maybe he had a change. If he hadn't have saved him, and Sato would have come in and gone, "I am not talking to you, but I'm. I mean, um, we will wait until the storm dissipates, and then we'll have our fight." Surely his bargaining chips just disappeared because the whole place has been decimated. The village yeah. has been decimated, so it's taken it away. Mm. So I would go, "Do your worst, mate." I mean, look at it; it's a it's a shell. Anyway, let's get to the final bit. Why, when they have the final fight, of which he dramatically comes in on a zip wire, uh, and then kicks... That was a pretty cool scene, though. Yeah. 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 
That's okay. But then when he hits... No one says anything, though. You know? No, no. But when he hits Kamiko, why isn't everyone... Just as you mentioned, Dom, yeah. there, are, there are rules in this. And at that point, everyone would have gone, we can jump that easily. They should have all just piled in and basically held his head under the uh, under the uh, the moat. End of film. <laughs> End of film. And that water had to be like maybe a foot deep. You know? Yeah, it wasn't like, deep, was it? <laughs> Maybe they didn't want to get their feet wet or something, you know, because, yeah, they could have easily <laughs> jumped over instead of just sitting watching to see what's happening. Or they could have just jumped in the moat and gotten <laughs> Absolutely. to Absolutely. A British fight. You would have two guys going on it, going at it. The moment that a girl who was who wouldn't be in it that got hit accidentally, suddenly the whole pub would be, whoa, 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 whoa. And, you know, suddenly the morals will kick in. Nothing like that here. Oh, fine. He, he might end up, you know cutting it with his knife and stuff like that and, and no one going... had a gun <laughs> you know <laughs> if or one a... person had a gun they could have shot him and that would have been the end of it what about a pan pipe with a with a with a dart <laughs> in a it blow dart yeah 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 that would be pretty good I was, that... I was just relieved to see some karate at this stage because I'd, I'd forgotten it was called the karate kid by this film <laughs> might as well just call it the kid because this is the only martial arts that i can actually remember the whole the whole sorry saga yeah it didn't and, last very long either, did it? And let's be honest, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't Matrix style, was it? It looked pretty badly dated as they're kind of lumbering around, pivoting at the hip to get those kicks in. It was, uh, yeah, not, not, not good. Well, well, how old's Daniel at this point? Is he in his early 40s? Or... <laughs> he's, uh... he's getting that deep heat on his back. His, his lower back pain's kicking in. Oh, I've got, I've got a right jip, <laughs> which no one will get. No. Do you know what jip means, Joe? Nope. It's a nondescript term for just something aches. Okay, oh, I've got I've got, I've got a bit of jip in my back. It's a it's a it's a multi multi use word. No, I'll try to use that from now on. Oh, oh by, yeah, do do do. You need to introduce more uh, British aspects into the uh, Sunshine no. State, Joe. No, 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 no. Don't bother using it. Nobody uses it over here. Anyway, pizza sandwiches, that's all I'm saying. Should we get to, uh, uh, and the film ends abruptly. I mean, it's just, that's your lot. You're not going to see anything. Right. Why did everyone have a drum? Yeah. <laughs> well, which Don pointed, yeah, Don pointed out, where did everyone get the drum from? What, was it like a secret thing? Bring your drums. Just you in case. Think, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Do, do you not think they would automatically, they, they might bring a drum and somebody has a, like a flute. They might have loads of things in the back, like Batman's utility belt. They have different things for different occasions. Oh, screw it. Just bring them all. I'm not sure if it's supposed to be intimidating or profound when they were all stood there with those rattles, but it just looked ridiculous. The whole village did. absurd, yeah. Um, and meanwhile, I always wouldn't get the guy in... know what that means? Wouldn't the <laughs> wouldn't chosen the, the bad guy know what that means? He should do. So he knows that he's about to use the drum effect on him. Well, I think it was part of their village. And he wasn't part of their village. Yeah, but he's obviously visited a few times because he weighs carrots. So you must know after it. After a... <laughs> for me, for me, they only play drums at night. You know. <laughs> oh, I'd been the you... in their second wind when I'd see them get those out. I thought, oh, God, these really are a bunch of backwards, uh, backwards <laughs> people, aren't they? I'll, I'll go for him again. I always get a kick out of Yuki's face. <laughs> like she's like in complete horror mode. Like. <laughs> you know, while all this is going on. Oh boy. Anyway, on to trivia time. Should we do trivia time? I'm not gonna do it in a voice. 
Just gonna. Okay, Dom, you've done them all. Go on, let's do it again. Oh, trivia time! <laughs> trivia time. <laughs> where's, where's my Oscar nomination? That's, that's um, so, so quick fire ones. Uh, the film was shot in Hawaii. I thought it might have been. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was it's, weird. It's not going to be over. Was okay. that like for, for budget reasons? or? Yeah, it's neither, isn't it? Well, when budget reasons. It went out to Japan. It earned more at the box office than the Karate Kid. Did it? Yeah. I don't know the exact figures, but. What was the budget, though? Said. Um, I don't know. Dom will, Dom will look this up while I look at it because I have to look at a different screen. So I am I am looking, but. Um, Work on the work on the sequel. So this film started ten days after the release of Karate Kid. Oh. So they obviously went. We got a we got a hit here. We're going to uh, put it into production. That was a smart idea though, because it it was kind of like uh, the first one was on everybody's radar. Because, but it became a hit. Like a lot of people seen it, so it's like, all right, let's make a sequel. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. What's the other bit? Uh, I've told I've, to, I've told you most of these. The construction company and the escort service. Uh, the car getting wrecked uh, by Ali off screen. Um, Chosen is the only main antagonist of Karate Kid movies who was offered repeated chances of changing his ways like his uncle, yet he refused belligerently and dishonorably. However, in Cobra Kai Season 3, he has finally changed from his own ways as he's able to reconcile himself and his <laughs> honor is eventually restored. And you said you weren't going to spoil it for us, but you did. I'm not spoiling it. No, I'm not. I'm not spoiled anything for you. It's it, it's going to be better than. Imagine what you think from Cobra Kai, and then go. What am I going to get from a series that's going to reinvent itself? And it, that's what you get. Well, no, I, I do know <laughs> the story of Chosen in Cobra Kai because my friend told me about it. Well, so right, you're not spoiled anything. In fact, you no. can spoil it for me. No, but I am saying that, uh, no, I remember you talking about it about maybe a half an hour ago and saying, I'm not going to spoil it. And oh, okay. you did. That's all I'm going to say. I'm calling you out. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> uh, lastly, because I haven't got much, the opening scenes and obviously the confrontation in the parking lot were in the script for the Karate Kid, but contrary to Urban Legend, never filmed. They were shot specifically for this film. So there we have it. Not a lot, really. That's not a real lot to say about it. So, I mean, we don't do averages on here, but what did we have? A four, a five, a four, and a seven? Did you give it a seven? Six. Six. That's about, about right. Won't be watching it again. Yeah, it's about a five. I might stick Karate Kids when I'm doing some admin this week. I might stick part three on in the background. No, I, I, I do want to watch the first one and probably the third one, maybe even the fourth one. Ugh. So you only, you only get one character back from the whole series. That that is that smacks of just desperation when you only get Mister Miyagi back. That's it. Yeah, but uh, Hilary Swank went on to do great things. Okay. So seeing her in her early career. Well, anyway, that's it. That's what that's what we've got. But I do have to ask you a question. Uh, it's more about scheduling. Uh, but I think it's something that the listeners might want to know. Um, I think we need to do a film before we do our Christmas film. Because the Christmas film this year is going to be Die Hard 2. 
I thought we're doing two Christmas films. Oh, did, did, I love, I'm, I'm really into Christmas this year. I've got it for whatever. I've got Christmas fever, and it's still like November. And I, I, I want to sit here with a big vat of mulled wine and uh, <laughs> do three Christmas films. I don't even think two's enough. Three, three Christmas films. <laughs> well, I need. I need. We need to do one. Well, actually, no. I was going to say we'll do aliens before we do Christmas films. Is it too early to do? No, because by the time we record Christmas films, it'll be December. Do you know what? Let's get on the Christmas film. Let's do it. Let's do yeah, a couple. Well, uh, now you've said aliens. I want to do aliens if Amanda does aliens, because I want to have some... Otherwise, it'll just be the three of us kind of praising it, and I want Amanda to come here and tell us I why. I don't want to watch it. Because uh, you don't like it, or you just don't I like don't to... like them. She gets... She have I've nightmares seen it. About I've it. seen it twice, but I just don't like them. They give me the creeps. When was the last time you saw it? Uh, uh, a while ago. All right. Um, I was going to ask. I was watching Batman Returns the other so the other Ooh. night. So it was Batman That's 92. Returns. Ninety two. I understand that, but is that a Christmas movie? Yes. Oh please! Oh, the, the, the entire time is set at Christmas. There is it doesn't make it a Christmas movie. There's a big Christmas tree. There's Christmas presents going everywhere. We review it because it's in the nineties. No, I know we're not going to review it, but but I know oh, Charlie right. has this whole thing that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. It is. He oh, said it is yeah. not. Yeah, it is. One of the one of the things that I saw was in Birmingham, and they're showing die, a special uh, showing of Die Hard. It was on. It's on a Wednesday evening, in about three weeks' time, uh, whereby they. Put, it sounds the weirdest thing in the world. Um, it's a small theatre uh, next to the Utility Arena. I forgot the name of it, the hummingbird or something. And they're showing Die Hard with a choice of five wines. So they'll bring you wines throughout the film while you're watching Die Hard. Tickets are 26 quid. I was like, oh, I'd like to see Die Hard in a, in a, in a situation I'd never seen it before. And somebody just bringing me wine and keep topping up my glass. You know, I'm, in, I'm really in the mood for a drink now, I have to say. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's that little anecdote or just talking about Christmas or whether it's just... Uh, 20 to 4 in the afternoon, so it's time for a pint. But yeah, I'm looking forward to a drink. Oh, I'll go swimming. Sunday as well. But then I'll have a drink, yes. Yeah, oh. I wouldn't have, have wine while I'm watching Diet. Maybe a beer. Yeah. yeah, well, somebody's come up with an idea. I just thought it's crazy enough that it might actually do. So we're going to do Die Hard 2 is one of them. Should we all have a discussion after this what the other one should be? Yeah, yeah. Can't be any, any, have we got any, any suggestions you want to throw out at the moment? Any off the top of your head? Do they have to be sequels? They do. Uh, well, actually, no. No, they don't. They you don't can break from tradition, you know. Yeah, yeah. And we 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 die hard too. We'd nod the Christmas film for the sequel. So yeah, we can have another one. But a real Christmas film. I I want to do my pick Christmas Carol, but that's in the nineties, so we can't. Thirty two. Sorry. Are we allowed to? Uh, I don't know. Are we allowed to skip out? We should be able to break out there again. Home Alone, we could do Elf. We do, are we talking about the Christmas staples? Is that uh We do one where we where we get Amy on and Amy can come on. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do yeah. Prancer again. No. <laughs> <laughs> that might actually be the worst film I've ever seen. I still haven't seen it. It might be. It might be. But anyway, well, I'm sure we'll come up with something and whatever it'll be, a Christmas classic. I know I would have mentioned Scrooged, and I know nobody else would go for that. So, 
I, I was thinking of watching it. Right? Yeah. I like Scrooged. Love Scrooged. It's the Christmas about Scrooge. The snowman. What, walking in the air? Yeah. That's not a film. That's like a short... It's like half an hour or so. Mm-hmm. Not going to be a lot to discuss. Yeah. I the, like the, that. The, guy, the, the snowman picks him up. They go flying and he drops him back and he melts. Yeah. And trivia time would oh, suck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that trivia. And so would uh, Roll Call. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Jones. Yes, went to disgrace himself at the beach. Wasn't David Bowie? Wasn't he part of that at some point? Don't know. Think- yeah, well, we might be starting to build a trivia time, but with the shortest podcast we ever do, we'd have to talk about something else. Do you know? How about this? And this sounds like a conversation we should have, but I think it's a good, good idea. Why don't we have mince pies and mulled wine while we do the podcast? That ain't happening. Over Why not? Here. Wait, nope. why? Mince pie? Are you out of your mind? I, Wait a minute. No. What, what do you? That's oh, not an American. Here we go. What do you have no. over there? Oh, no, no, an almond tart. For Christmas. We celebrate Christmas with an almond tart. Um. What? 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 What confectionery do you have? I don't know. Cookies. <laughs> That's oh, all I can think of. Candy canes. Candy canes. What? But no, mince pie. We've never. I. I don't even think that exists over here. We have fruit but it cake, does. You have mince meat, but no one eats it. You have mince meat, but not in pie. Well, just just can't you make one just just for no. us? No. Why not? Because it sounds disgusting. It's like I wasn't grown on that, so there's no way I'm going to have mince pie. Sorry. I mean, always, I'll watch you eat. It goes into a food discussion, doesn't it? This thing. yeah. Just, well, what does Chris? What do you have for Christmas Day? Just indulge me, and then we'll finish. Honestly, we'll finish the podcast. I think you indulge me. Turkey. What does a Christmas meal have? Right. So, okay, that's good. Like Scrooge, you know. I mean, right. well, he had turkey or goose or whatever the hell he had. I said to Amanda, I would love a Thanksgiving over here. I'd love to eat what you eat at Thanksgiving because it all sounds amazing. Is it pumpkins or something revolting? Then? Don't you well, have it's, t- it's t- mostly turkey. No, it's turkey, cranberry sauce, uh, mashed potatoes, uh, you know. Mashed potatoes corn. and turkey, yeah. I don't know if the Indians made that, but you know, that's they're telling us. <laughs> right, well, on that bombshell, the cultural differences uh, continue. Um, they still don't put butter on the sandwiches. <laughs> Philistines. Anyway, um Right, so we'll be back with a Christmas film next. Uh, so we'll look forward to it. So I will say I've had I've had really good fun on this. I don't think I've laughed like that for a long time. So yes, thank you very much. And I do apologise to to listeners if you want to go and see it. I mean, yeah, you can go 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 and watch. We're actually getting a load of traction. Lethal Weapon Two got loads of views on YouTube. So yeah, go and watch by all means. But anyway, I will say cheerio. Sayonara. <laughs> See ya. Toodle pip. <laughs> Bye.